There are many myths surrounding resonator guitars. Things like you have to play them differently, they're expensive, they're one trick ponies. The list goes on and on. And fortunately, these assumptions are predominantly false. See, resonator guitars can open up a whole new dimension for your sound and overall creativity. And on today's show, I'm gonna be getting you one step closer to adding a resonator guitar to your guitar arsenal. I'll be sharing with you my 10 absolute favorite resonator guitars. And this list runs the gamut of price from a few hundred dollars to a few thousand. Hey TAC family, welcome to episode 242 of the Acoustic Tuesday Show. This show is designed to inject your guitar journey with a weekly dose of fun, focus, progress, and inspiration. A little bit later on today's show, I wanna give you some insight into my own guitar journey, specifically a recent trip that I made to Chicago that gave me some startling guitar realizations. Realizations that will help you gain perspective on your own guitar journey. You're also gonna see which guitar lick the TAC family is working on today. It's one in the key of C that contains a very interesting timing challenge. And of course, your weekly dose of acoustic news awaits, which includes some happenings at the Old Town School of Folk Music, a remake of a guitar geek scene from a famous movie, and much, much more. But first, get ready to resonate with my list of the 10 absolute best resonator guitars being made today. It is no secret that I have a great fondness for resonator guitars. And if you wanna learn more about resonator guitars, if this episode gets you super excited to dive into the deep end of resonator guitars, I wanna cite some past episodes of Acoustic Tuesday uh, before we get started today. Uh, back on Acoustic Tuesday episode 63, I gave the resonator guitar crash course, a great uh, resonator guitar 101 type of episode. And then on Acoustic Tuesday, episode 154, I shared with you five resonator guitars from my own collection. And then lastly, on Acoustic Tuesday, episode 155, I shared with you resonator guitars under $799. So it contains uh, resonators on the um, less expensive end of the spectrum. Today's list, uh, the prices are all over the place. Uh, let's see, the lowest price resonator on here is $349, and the highest price resonator on here is $5,500. But I stand firm in saying this, the resonators on this list, I do believe are the best being made today. So if you're looking for maybe your first resonator guitar, or if you're looking to upgrade to a forever resonator guitar, this list is certainly for you. Let's go ahead and, well, kick right in. Coming in at number 10 is the Gold Tone GRE. This is a metal-bodied resonator that has a pickup. It's actually a lesser expensive option to one of the other guitars on my list. Uh, one that comes in Oh, right around the number one position. Uh, this guitar is great bang for the buck. It comes in at $1,149. It has fantastic tone, as you'll see in this clip. Now, I wanna be clear that this countdown does in fact lead up to what I think is the best resonator guitar being made today, period, exclamation point. 
Just wanted to make sure you knew that. Okay, coming in at the number nine spot is a guitar made by National. Now, National is synonymous with resonator guitars. They literally offer one of everything. Wood body, steel body, nickel plated, engraved, single cone, biscuit cone, spider cone. Uh, they have every, tricone, they got everything. Ukuleles, mandolins, all in resonator form. So they are, they are kind of the cat's meow when it comes to resonator guitars. But the one instrument that stands out to me is the one that comes in at the number nine position, and that is the National El Trovador. Now this instrument does come with a hefty price tag of about $5,000, again, depending on customizations. But this guitar has warmth, it's got woodiness, yet it maintains the punch and clarity that you would want from a resonator guitar. This guitar is absolutely a dream to play and it's pretty snazzy in the looks department as well. Let's give it a listen. position is held by the least expensive resonator guitar on my list. Coming in at $349 in the number eight position is the Recording King Dirty 30s Single O Resonator. This guitar is a very impressive instrument in its price category. It's a wonderful resonator guitar option. It has the bark, it has the bite, but it is far easier on your wallet. Let's go ahead and give it a listen. Number seven is the Beard Model E Round Neck. Now this guitar, because Beard is a small shop, because they offer a ton of different custom options, the Beard Model E Round Neck comes in in the range of $4,500 to $5,500. Um, but again, it's really gonna depend on wood selection and custom options. However, I have to say of all the resonator guitars on this list, the Beard Model E Round Neck I think is possibly the most versatile. It is very friendly. In fact, I think it excels in alternate tunings. And it also, in my opinion, excels without a slide. You know, a lot of times resonator guitars are synonymous with slide playing because, well, a lot of times slide players favor resonator guitars. The Beard Model E is such a, a beautiful, responsive resonator guitar that you can play it finger style, uh, fairly delicately, and it issues a beautiful bell-like tone, a strong singing, sustaining tone that really is fantastic for fingerstyle compositions. Uh, case in point, here's Tony McManus playing a Beard Model E round neck.
Okay, okay, okay. Let's pump the brakes. Let's go ahead and downshift. Let's move to the lower end of the price spectrum. You know, one of the beautiful things about resonator guitars is that there are some insanely good options at this lesser expensive end of the price spectrum. A case in point, that Recording King model that I mentioned was $349, and the next two guitars are $449 and $699 respectively. But let's do it one at a time. Coming in at number six is the Gretsch Boxcar. This instrument comes in at $449. It has beautiful warmth, but it also has the bite and articulation and shimmer that you want from a resonator guitar. Basically, you get the tone for $449. I've always been impressed with the Gretsch resonator guitars. They offer, they offer quite a few models, and each and every one, I think, has a distinctive tone, and I think it's pretty damn good. So if you're looking for kind of a sleeper, under-the-radar resonator that is pretty easy on your wallet, definitely check out the Gretsch models. Uh, specifically, if you want a wood-bodied instrument, the boxcar is a fantastic option. Let's go ahead and give it a listen. I should mention that the boxcar is a spider cone resonator. Now, if you don't know what that means, please head back to Acoustic Tuesday episode 55, where I talked about the basic components of a resonator guitar and the various types of resonator guitars. But I mention that because that particular instrument, the Gretsch boxcar, comes in at one-tenth the price of the Beard Model E. And you get the same resonator system. Yes, the tone is not as deep, and there's not as much care to the, the, the instrument in and of itself, because obviously the beard is handcrafted in a small shop, whereas the Gretsch is produced in a, in a factory. However, uh, you, get, you get a similar tone, I should say. Again, at one-tenth the price. So I just wanted to make sure I mentioned that so you had more specifics about that Gretsch boxcar. Coming in at number five is another Gretsch instrument, the Gretsch Honey Dipper. Comes in at $6.99. This is a metal-bodied resonator guitar, and it has this brilliant chime that is associated with, well, metal-bodied instruments. This is a great fit uh, for somebody that wants that metal-bodied instrument with that distinguished tone, but doesn't want to go whole hog on a national or some other expensive instrument. Uh, this sits right beneath that gold tone GRE that I mentioned right off the bat. However, it does not have that magnetic pickup, so you won't have that option on this. However, um, at $6.99, it's a pretty fantastic option. And as I said before, I've been super, super impressed with the Gretsch lineup of of resonator guitars. I think they sound great. I think they're great bang for the buck. So speaking of sound, let's give the Gretsch Honey Dipper a listen. The number four spot is held by the most unusual instrument in this entire list. Yes, it's a resonator, but it's more than that. Yes, it's a resonator, but it's kind of a Franken-resonator. Coming in at number four is the Mule Mavis. Now, if you're not familiar with this instrument, it's like a large-bodied electric guitar with a resonator on it, but you can play it acoustically and it sounds kind of cool, like a banjo. You can plug it in and really rock out. Sounds great with the slide. The options that the Mule Mavis opens up for you 
are truly limitless. And case in point, um, Charlie Parr just recently was touring Europe, and instead of bringing a whole bunch of instruments, he brought one, and it was the Mule Mavis, because it's literally capable of anything you throw at it. Basic finger style, slide, hell, you can even flat pick with this instrument, and if you wanna throw a little distortion on it for fun, you can do that as well. No, it is not purely acoustic, but you know what? This is my list of resonator guitars, and I believe it needs this spot, the number four spot. Uh, the Mule Mavis comes in at around $39.25, $3,925. There is a weight on these, I wanna say it's around two months, but of course that varies based on demand, and uh, you gotta hear this thing. So speaking of Charlie Parr, here he is playing his Mavis. Has your belly ever been full? Have you fed your family too? Does your table have just a little more room to spread it around? We're gonna go down in price again for the number three spot. Coming in at number three is the Republic Highway 61. This guitar is on this list and in this position because it's unique and it's priced pretty sweetly. Uh, the Highway 61 lineup ranges between $659 to $799, depending on which body type you choose, rather which, which um, body material you choose. There's all sorts of different materials that Republic offers in terms of uh, brass, steel, thin gauge steel, um, some different finishes as well, kind of a tarnish finish or a new finish. But nonetheless, the Highway 61, the reason, is, uh, the reason it is on this list is because it is the smallest body resonator on this list. You can order it in a short scale option, so it's very, very comfortable to play, and it has a cutaway as well. So this guitar is really, uh, uh, I was gonna say a bucket of awesomeness. It's a bucket of awesomeness. I love that term. I just made it up on the spot. Um, this guitar is unique, and it comes in at a very sweet price, cat, uh, price point. Um, also, I think Republic, resonator guitars are some of the best value out there. Um, you can get steel-bodied instruments, you can get tricone instruments for, in some cases, uh, under $1,000. Uh, so make sure to check out the Republic lineup as a whole, but specifically the Highway 61. Let's go ahead and hear it. Number two spot is held by another guitar built by the fine folks at Beard Guitars. Yes, I have an affinity towards Beard Guitars. I mean, yeah, I know, I know, it's right on the headstock. But in all seriousness, I think at this point I own about six Beard Guitars and I love them. The fit and finish is amazing and you would expect no less from a small shop that builds the world's best wood-bodied resonator guitars. And the guitar I'm about to mention in the number two spot 
is one of those world's best wood body guitars, wood body resonator guitars. Coming in at number two is the Beard Decaphonic Model 27. This is what wood body resonator guitars should sound like. This harkens back to the era of the 30s, when Regal was making wood body resonator guitars, when National was making wood body resonator guitars. This guitar has the mojo, it's got the bark, it's got the bite. It's pretty much a junkyard dog in guitar form. And I gotta tell you, you know, the common misconception is that you can only play slide on resonator guitars. And I will say this, this guitar is perfect for playing slide on, but you don't just have to play slide on this guitar. And here's Tommy Emanuel to prove it. Here we are, the top of Rezo Mountain. You've arrived, you've made the hike. We're standing at the peak, the pinnacle of resonator guitars. And coming in at the number one spot is a steel bodied resonator instrument. Coming in at the number one spot is a tricone resonator guitar. But by the looks of it, you'd never think it was a tricone. Coming in at number one is the Mule steel bodied resonator guitar. This guitar, I, it takes my breath away every single time I play it. The neck is ridiculously comfortable to play. The sound that issues from this instrument is sweet. It sings, it has sustain, yet it has powerful projection. It has amazing thump, this wonderful internal reverb that is almost intoxicating. I cannot say enough good things about this instrument. And the one thing that I love, the one thing that I love about this guitar is that it looks like a single cone resonator, but it's not. It is a tri-cone resonator system stuffed into a single cone aesthetic. I believe this is built off of uh, maybe an old national prototype or something like that. Wherever it came from, it's pure genius and you have to hear it to believe it. Here's a quick sample of the Mule steel body Rezo, of course, looking like a single cone, but we know there's a tri-cone resonator system on the inside. Tone, you forgot to mention the price of the Mule steel bodied Rezo. Uh, that guitar comes in at around $3,925, $3,925. And as with the prices on all of these instruments, um, please take them with a grain of salt. You know, a lot of times I'll give you a range of prices and it's based on research and what I found at the time of me filming this. If you watch this show much later on, the prices may have changed. And of course, remember, uh, some of these prices depend on customizations. That's why I give you a range. Okay, all disclaimers aside, I wanna know what your favorite resonator guitar is. Maybe I missed one that is awesome bang for your buck. If that's the case, let me know in the comments below. Also, if you're planning on getting any of these resonator guitars, I'd love to hear which one you're planning on adding to your guitar arsenal. So let me know that as well uh, in the comments below. I'd love to help you celebrate your, your NRGD your new resonator guitar day. Yeah, go ahead and talk to me in the comments below. I absolutely love hearing from you.
grab your guitar and get ready to have your timing challenged. Yes, it's time to see what the Tack family is working on today. They're working on a wonderful guitar lick in the key of C. Uh, see, every day within Tony's Acoustic Challenge, we focus on one of the five essential categories of guitar improvement. Mondays is a technique challenge, Tuesdays a guitar lick challenge, Wednesdays an improvisation challenge, Thursdays a chord, uh, Thursdays a rhythm guitar challenge, and Fridays a chord transition challenge. I was running out of breath and forgetting my words. Uh, anyways, uh, today is Tuesday. The Tack family is working on a guitar lick, and here is what they're working on today. Today's guitar lick will test your timing big time. It's entitled Hulkamania because I feel like you need Hulk strength, and I'm talking about Hulk Hogan here. I need you to catch some Hulkamania so that you can get this lick under your fingers. Actually, uh, I'm gonna play this lick for you so you can hear what it sounds like, but we're actually gonna focus on the latter part of the lick because to me, that has the most musical application. And if you get the, the latter measure of this lick, the rest of it will come much easier because the fretted positions are the truly powerful thing here. So let me go ahead and play it for you so you know what it sounds like. Here goes nothing. It's a lot to wrap your head around, but I'll show you it in context. More importantly, I'll actually show you the, the mechanism, the gears that make this lick work, and the gears and mechanism that you can apply to other elements of your playing. But first, Tack Fam, to learn this note for note and rhythm by rhythm, uh, please log in. This is your daily challenge for today. Click Start Challenge. That'll take you directly to the teaching video, which you're gonna wanna take some time on for this one. And then once you get it under your fingers, move to the play along video. Pick a speed that's comfortable for you, and don't forget to pull up those tabs by clicking the link, the icon in the lower right-hand corner. Okay, so this lick, what's it good for? Uh, I wanna target the, the final measure of this lick. It's the descending portion that really isolates the double stops. And if you get these double stops, the rest of the fretted positions will actually come pretty darn easy. And all, all it is is it descending from the eighth and seventh fret to the fifth and sixth, to the fifth and third, to the third and first, to the first, okay? And specifically, I almost said specifically. <laughs> that's the ocean, we're not talking about the ocean. Specifically, uh, this works over, uh, it's in the key of C, but it works over descending from a G chord to an F chord, to an E minor chord, to a D minor chord, to a C chord. I'm gonna play that without saying the chords and then I'll go directly to the double stops and you'll kind of hear how the two uh, uh, sync up. Here's how, here, here's how that would sound. Those double stops are a great way to hint at or insinuate chords. And that's exactly what happens in this lick. Again, that works over the chords G, F, E minor, D minor, and C. And as you could tell, uh, the leading up to that, that eighth and seventh position, eighth and seventh fret position, we're just going through various elements of those double stops in varying rhythms. So the rhythm actually, as difficult as it is, can take a back seat on this lick because what I really want you to target is those actual double stop positions. I hope this starts to, to help open up the fretboard for you and, and get you traveling a little bit past that open position because there's really fun stuff up here. It's really great territory to start uh, dipping your toe in the water.
And speaking of dipping your toe in the water, I want you to try things that are uncomfortable. I know that sounds easy, but it's not. It's not easy. Because as guitar players, uh, you and I fight this, this notion of sounding bad. We don't ever wanna sound bad. But the reality is, sounding bad is the precursor to growing as a guitar player. If you continually sound good, that means you're playing the things you already know how to play. And that makes those things sound really good, but it doesn't make you really grow as a player. Whereas if you push yourself to be uncomfortable just a little bit and learn something, learn something you're unfamiliar with, yeah, it's not gonna sound great at first, but eventually, eventually it will fall under your fingers. And eventually you'll feel that growth and add yet another element to your playing. So if you sound bad, don't take it as something that you're not doing well. Take it as you actually are focusing on pushing your comfort zone and learning something you've never done before. So if you sound bad, that's actually a really good thing. I might be the only guitar guide that would ever tell you that, but sounding bad is actually really good because again, it's the precursor to growth as a guitar player. At this point of the show, I usually feature a TAC family member. And I thought to myself, I'm part of the TAC family. Uh, so I wanted to give you some insight into my own guitar journey. And a recent revelation that I had that will, well, help you gain perspective on your own guitar journey. So recently I went to Chicago in the last couple weeks and I brought my guitar because the idea was I wanted to maintain my routine. But it ended up being so much more, it ended up offering so much more. Let me explain. There's two things that I took away from it that, well, I wanna share with you because I think it'll help you look at your guitar and your own guitar journey, maybe in a little bit of a different light. Uh, as I mentioned, I brought my guitar to maintain my routine. So fly with the guitar, smooth as silk. I added in a Calton case, went through airport security, took the, took the guitar on the plane, fantastic. So I get to Chicago and I was going there because we were celebrating my grandma's life. She passed away back in October of 2021. And we were holding a small family gathering to get the cousins together. And hey, folks I haven't seen in 10, 15, sometimes even 20 years in some cases rather. And uh, it was great. It was great to connect with everybody, but being alone in a hotel room with this, these thoughts of my grandma and kind of coping and, and, and mourning her loss, uh, I turned to the guitar and it was a great, uh, it was great solace for me. Um, I'm not the most open emotional guy and uh, being able to have my guitar there to pour that into was really a fantastic outlet and one that I'm extremely, extremely grateful for. I think of the guitar as, as an old friend that I can turn to. So that's the first thing is, you know, a lot of times we get caught up in playing better and, and learning this and learning that. But it's just nice to zoom out and say, gosh, the guitar is this constant in my life that I can turn to when I'm feeling happy, when I'm feeling sad, when I'm feeling anxious, fill in the blank. So that's the first thing. The second thing is I was absolutely wowed at how many people I started talking with because of the guitar. I mean, we're talking 
TSA security agents asking what kind of music I played, the guy in front of me in the security line telling me about his tailor and how he travels with it. Um, I, I met Nathaniel Murphy at Chicago Music Exchange, Josh D at Chicago Music Exchange, a wealth of acoustic guitar knowledge. Uh, one of the folks that was working at the hotel was telling me about his uh, air travel woes with his own guitar. And then, of course, on the way back, I actually met a uh, TAC family member, uh, Bill Jiraki. He was at the airport uh, picking up his partner. And I just, I, I kind of had to take a step back and, and really uh, look at my guitar journey as a whole. You know, I get just as wrapped up in playing better, learning more things, learning new things, uh, maintaining my routine, but sometimes it's nice to just take those steps back and look at it as if you're flying in a helicopter and almost ask yourself, you know, what good, what intangibles has the guitar actually brought into my life? And for me, it's, it's the, you know, it's the two big things that I mentioned. Uh, number one, it's something I can always turn to. It's always there. It is truly a constant, uh, something that has helped me cope with any numerous, uh, numerous uh, emotions. And the second is the relationships that it's created, the relationships that it's built. Um, without the guitar, I probably wouldn't have talked to a lot of those people. I'm a fairly silent, reserved traveler. I don't, I'm not a, a real, um, I'm not a real, uh, hi, nice to meet you type when it comes to strangers, I, sh I should say. But anyways, I wanted to share that with you because it's, it's nice to ask yourself, you know, what intangibles has the guitar brought into my life? And uh, if you feel like sharing, I would love to hear about it in the comments below. Maybe you met somebody that uh, you, you can't even imagine living without because of the guitar. If that's the case, let me know in the comments below. Maybe it has helped you through a difficult time. And again, if that's the case, let me know in the comments below. I'm just curious as to what, uh, what amazing experiences and maybe even relationships the guitar has led you to. It's time for acoustic news you can use. And have I got some great stuff for you today. And I promise I'm gonna zip through it. I'm gonna try and keep the chatter to a minimum because I got a lot of ground to cover. First and foremost, two old friends from the Old Town School of Folk Music uh, performing in an unlikely combination. Michael Miles, an outstanding old time banjo player and Eric Lugosh, one of the finest fingerstyle guitar players around, joined forces to play the tune St. Thomas by Sonny Rollins. I love this. I love the timbre of both instruments weaving together to create this magical sonic landscape. Here it is for your enjoyment. Next up is a quote from Adam Grant. This is one that I found um, that I just had to share with you because as guitar geeks, we're attached to this idea of perfectionism, being perfect, playing things perfect. And here's what Adam Grant has to say about that. Perfection isn't just impossible. It's a counterproductive goal. Perfectionists are more likely to burn out and less likely to embrace new challenges. Success depends on high standards, not being flawless. The target is not perfection, 
its excellence. And then I'll throw up this graphic, uh, the perfectionism spiral, which I think greatly, uh, rather illustrates what he's talking about to a great and almost surprising degree. Um, pretty crazy stuff. And again, I just thought I wanted to share that with you because, well, as guitar geeks, we're, we're attached to this idea. And it turns out it's just not it's not a real thing. And as he mentioned, it's counterproductive. I say Wayne's World and you immediately know what scene I'm about to talk about. The Stratocaster scene. Yes, Chicago Music Exchange decided to remake that famous scene because they received a 1992 Wayne's World Squire Stratocaster. So they did it scene by scene, line by line. Here's a quick snippet. There it is, Excalibur. 1992 Squire Wayne's World Stratocaster in Olympic White with triple single coil pickups in a whammy bar? Pre-sequel merchandise. I'd raise the bridge, file down the nut, and take the buzz out the lobby. God, I love this one. Oh, hi, John. Hi. Where's the store clerk? I know. I'll play the May I Help You riff. <laughs> Yeah, ah, yes, you may, my good man. I would like to have a look at this Wayne's World Squire Stratocaster, please. Oh, really? Yes. Again. And then finally, I've got a great piece of news for you. Uh, Fretboard Journal puts on this event called the Fretboard Summit. And it just so happens to be taking place at the Old Town School of Folk Music. I just found out about this. It's probably been out for a while, but I thought, well, if I just found out about it, I should probably let all you guitar geeks know. It happens August 25th through the 27th, and um, there's some dandy performances that are going to happen. Not to mention amazing guitars to get your hands on. I believe Thompson guitars are going to be there. I believe uh, Gage Hallant from over in Livingston. I've featured his guitars before. I think he's going to be there as well, among many other uh, amazing luthiers and guitar makers but when we talk about performances so far um the milk carton kids uh molly tuttle is that reason enough to go for you uh because it is for me uh i certainly uh do hope to attend i'm looking at my schedule right now trying to move some things around check out some logistics uh, i do indeed want to be there and i think it's looking pretty darn good uh, anyways as i mentioned it's august 25th to august 27th it's happening at the old town school of folk music and upon some preliminary research it looks like tickets are five hundred dollars for the for the uh the i think it's over a weekend and that includes uh performances and things like that i i Please don't quote me on all of these details. Uh, be sure to check out the Fretboard Journal website. There's links to it there. Uh, you can get all the nitty gritty details. Um, just looking at tickets for myself, I think it was gonna be about 530 bucks. Um, but well worth it when you look at those performances and when you look at the opportunity to play guitars that maybe you otherwise would never be able to play. And not only that, but learn about them as well. Pretty cool opportunity, of course, that I wanted to share with you. All right, on that note, I think it's a great time to wrap up the Acoustic Tuesday show for today. But first, let's take a sneak peek into next week. You know, we've talked a lot about slide guitar in past episodes. We just talked about resonator guitars. We've never talked about bottleneck slides in particular. And that's happening next week on the Acoustic Tuesday because I'll be sharing with you 10 bottleneck slide manufacturers that you need to know about so that you can experiment with your own bottleneck slides of varying shapes, sizes, materials, and brands. That's happening next week on the Acoustic Tuesday show. Remember, you can catch Acoustic Tuesday every single Tuesday at 10 a.m. right here on YouTube. And before I let you go, please do remember this. 
Your guitar success, however you define it, is directly related to your guitar routine. So please invest the time in developing your guitar routine and make sure to have fun every single day that you play. Thank you for joining me today. Thank you for being a guitar geek, and I'll see you next Tuesday on the Acoustic Tuesday Show. Be nice and play guitar.